0: You can see these large footprints embedded into the carpet creeping along the wall, ninja style. She raised her arms up over her head and started to come towards me. Oh! And she had her mouth open like she was screaming. I hear my sister on the top bunk say, Ashley, you could see pieces of her hair being twirled in thin air.
1: But now all of a sudden, the green orb comes towards our truck then it shoots out over the mountains into outer space. It is gone.
2: So that is my ghost story. Hello and welcome to Haunted AF. This is the podcast of real ghost stories told by real people. We are your hosts. I'm Julie Fisk. And I'm Rebecca Black. And how'd you like that? We got a brand new intro. It sounded so good that's the first time I've heard it I love it. Did you hear that special guest star Liz Sauer from Ghost in the Burbs popped up yes! in there? And was that our good friend Kelly who buys all our merchandise? Kelly's video of the footprints in the carpet uh, yeah. has had like almost 500,000 views on TikTok now. Wow. Yes. And people are still such assholes about it. I know I that's <laughs> the one I feel bad about. It's like we brought him into that world. I try to go on there and say, "No, Kelly's not married. Kelly isn't a- but- Dude, it's not Kelly cheating on somebody. Cut it out. We know Kelly. We will defend him to the death. Yeah, (laughs) but then after a while, it's like there are hundreds of comments on there and I can't Uh, just keep going through. But anyhow, welcome to season five of Haunted AF. We're back. We're back. And we kept getting messages from people who were like, January 28th, (laughs) why are you waiting so long? We legit had a conversation, I think back in November, and Uh it was like, what do you think about waiting until after the inauguration? Because things might get a little messy. Around the inauguration. Why don't we just go ahead and push it yeah. to the end of the month? Never having any idea that it would get as batshit as it did. <laughs> No kidding. Seriously, I still am in disbelief over all of the crap that has gone down. But you didn't need Haunted AF because everything was no. scary anyhow. So That's right. America was haunted. Yay! Yay. So uh, <laughs> we do need your stories. Haunted AF podcast at gmail.com. Start sending that stuff now. We like them written or recorded. And we take audio or video. Because remember, we are yes. posting your videos on YouTube and on TikTok. Right. And of course,
0: be our friend on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter. Like you said, TikTok. We'd love it if you follow that way you can catch up on everything that we've posted over the break, including a list of the ghost hauntings from the, we have one stories from the White House. It's Jenna Bush Hager talking about an experience that she
2: had when W was president. Go and watch that video at hauntedaf.com. It's in the blogs. Jenna and Barbara, they had a fireplace in their room and they heard music start playing out of the fireplace. Ooh. Like old timey music. Yes. So she's so like she, rising from the ashes. Right? So she runs over and jumps in bed with her sister. And then like a week later, they hear music again this time it's orchestral music so again go to hauntedaf.com. we also have to say thanks to all of our patrons at patreon.com Tony Mogger, Leah May, Aja Joyner, Desiree Buchanan, Sheila Wickstrom, Stephanie O'Neill Miller Sarah Joseph, Mark Sands Diana Robertson and Hannah thank you for supporting the podcast we also need to send all kinds of love to Bruce Faulkner right now he's been a contributor and a fan since day one Bruce had a heart attack over the holidays he's recovering now he's doing well but definitely need to sit a lot of positive energy his way all right you ready to get into it let's do it
3: hi julie hi rebecca i'm another rebecca and i live in amsterdam so i've been binging on your podcast so i thought it was only fair that i tell you one of my favorite stories and this is something that happened to a friend of mine so she lives in the uk near brighton and she has what she calls a cleaning fairy. So a couple of weeks after she moved in, she was out with her two dogs. So she she lives alone with two dogs. She's out taking them for a walk. But when she gets home, she finds that her dirty cup and plate and frying pan that she'd left in the sink had been washed and put to dry in her dish rack. (laughs) She's like, am I going crazy? I swear I didn't do that. So she calls her mom. She's like, mom, did you come into my house while I was out with the dogs and like do my dishes? And her mom's like, are you crazy? Why would I do that? I have a life. So, I think it was a couple of weeks or days after that, I can't remember, she was upstairs in her bedroom with dogs, and one of the dogs starts looking at something that isn't there. Then she hears a noise coming from below her in the kitchen, and she says, it sounded like a chair scraping across the floor. So she's freaking out, you know, she's on her own. She gets downstairs, and one of these big plastic storage containers that she keeps the dog kibble in, she keeps it on the top of this, like, wall-mounted cupboard, so every time she needs to get it down, she has to push the chair over, right? Somebody or something had gone to the top of that cabinet, pulled down that big container of dog kibble and left it on the counter for her. (laughs) She was like... Okay, I can't be angry. That's kind of useful. Thank you. (laughs) But she's still a little creeped out. But honestly, she said she doesn't mind. This cleaning fairy is a pretty useful spirit to have around. So not all ghosts want to harm us. I guess some of them just want to help
2: us clean our houses. This is another example of you need to go through and make sure there's not like spaces in your closets that you're unaware of. Because I don't know that a ghost would want to clean. I don't know that a ghost would want to be pulling down the dog food
0: why are you ruining my dream right now? <laughs> Honestly, if there's somebody living in my walls and they want to clean my house for me while I'm gone, I, I you can
2: stay in the walls. I'm down for that. <laughs> Help yourself to the pantry when I'm not at yes. home and just clean the yes. toilets occasionally. Right. And
0: here's my dirty underwear. Uh, Delightful.
2: No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to draw a line at <laughs> my underwear. Okay.
0: <laughs> Don't do anything I, I, with I, my underwear.
2: To <laughs> so our next story comes from Robin. Just recently started listening to your
0: podcast and love it. Awesome. Thank you, Robin. Uh, it really helps me get through my day at work. About six years ago, we bought our current home and I thought I had better sage it since it had been vacant for a few years. So when everyone left to get another load, I lit my sage stick and made my way to the new house and down to my basement. After I saged in every nook and cranny, I announced loudly that all lingering spirits were not welcomed and had to leave now. No sooner had that come out of my mouth, the basement door slammed shut, mm-hmm. leaving me with my mouth open. I couldn't help but laugh that my staging had worked so well. <laughs> well, at least she has a sense of humor about it. Yeah. Every now and then, something will try to come hang out, but I just get out my stage and I tell them to go. I look forward to sharing a few more stories soon. Thank you, Robin. Oh my gosh, that's
2: adorable. Uh, <laughs> it is. That's like immediate gratification staging, no you know? Kidding. All right, so the next one comes from Desiree. She says, Hi, y'all. I have binge listened and wanted to let you know that I am now part of the Haunted AF podcast Hauntings. Uh Tonight, I think maybe we need another theme song, like a special weekly segment, kind of like the dead pet of the week, the I Am Now Being Haunted by Haunted AF. (laughs) So anyhow, she says, tonight I'm standing in the kitchen talking to my husband, and all of a sudden we hear random music. It's loud and clear enough that we both hear it, and it made us look around trying to find the source. Well, the TV was off, Alexa was off, my work computer screen was locked, and on the other side of the house, my My phone was in my pocket but on mute and his phones were all on the dining room table. We just stared at each other like, you hear that, right? It only lasted about 30 seconds and then stopped abruptly. We've been in this house nearly six years and have never experienced anything before this, just in case I told whoever it was that they better leave and they couldn't stay in our house. Fingers crossed that it was a one-time haunting Desiree B. Girl, keep us posted. Yes. You know, we are kind of hoping that it's not just a one-time thing because well, we're jerks like that. Okay, this yeah. next one comes <laughs> from Lois.
4: Hi, Julian and Rebecca. Hello from Brisbane, Queensland, Australia. I have just finished binging every season of your podcast and I'm so glad I found it. I've really enjoyed listening to everyone's stories stories. Um and while I've been doing that I've been thinking about my own experiences. So I'm in my forties now, but in my twenties I lived in Japan on and off. Uh, and I had a really good friend. Well I still have a really good friend called Sam. She lives in the UK. We used to take little adventures together and one holiday that we took we went to the city of Hiroshima which is you know really famous for being bombed with an atomic bomb in 1945 and 90 to 150 thousand people were killed at that time but it is the most beautiful vibrant friendly city and i love it anyway so my friend and i set off on our adventure after work one day we arrived in Hiroshima at night and we checked into a hotel so we rocked up to this place we went in we checked in got up the next morning, had a beautiful day out. In the evening, we found this beautiful little restaurant beside one of the canals and they had Australian wine, which I was very excited about at the time. We went home, went to bed, and then I kind of became very aware that my heart was racing for no apparent reason. And I thought, what's going on here? Maybe I drank too much wine. And I looked around every corner of this room. It was very small, it didn't take long. And I just went, okay, there's nothing here, just relax. You really need to go to sleep now. So I lay there feeling weird racing heart and I started to feel the sheets move around my feet and it went on for quite some time. And I just kept telling myself, it's just the air conditioner. There's nothing going on here. You really need to go to sleep because otherwise you'll be a grumpy bastard in the morning. I almost managed to fall asleep. And then suddenly my friend sat up in bed with this muffled cry of alarm and a deep inhale, <gasps> scared the living shit out of me. And I finally turned on the light. And actually, I was really glad to have a chance to turn on the light because I had been feeling these weird feelings. And I just said, what's what's happening? What's wrong with you there? And she said, oh, nothing, nothing. Just went straight back to sleep. Around dawn, we checked out of the hotel, took our stuff next door to the coffee shop to have our breakfast. And... I said, what happened last night? She said, oh, I just had this dream. And I'm like, well, please, you know, tell me what this dream was. And she said, well, at the time, I didn't think it was a dream. But then on reflection, it must have been a dream because it didn't really make any sense. She said she moved in her sleep. She rolled over. And as she did that, she woke up a little bit and opened her eyes. And she said, it sounds so crazy, but I saw a little boy standing at the foot of your bed. He was playing with your feet. And I just said, well, that's very interesting, Sam, because... Last night I couldn't get to sleep and I could feel someone touching my feet. Anyway, we both had a little shudder. So please keep up the good work with your podcast. I absolutely love it. It's great hearing people tell their own stories. Your chemistry is excellent and it's so well produced. Thanks again.
2: Thank you. It's so well-produced. Oh, Did you hear that? I know.
4: That's all you do. You need to get an award.
2: <laughs> I'm going to make one. I'm just going to get like a couple of um, the lids off of little <laughs> yogurt <laughs> containers and make a little medal for myself. Okay. So we have oh, two stories now from Tony who says that she's been hearing voices for years and her daughter and husband have heard these voices too. So Tony says, the very first time I heard the voice, we were on vacation in the mountains and had rented a cabin. In the middle of the night, I was woken up by a loud whisper. Somebody saying, mom urgently so i kept my eyes closed just hoping whichever kid it was would just go back to bed <laughs> and i heard it again set up saw nobody went to the other side of the house and checked on the kids they were all still sound asleep i didn't think much about it and figured i had been dreaming but over the years i've heard this voice multiple times and it's changed from a generic whisper to a girl's voice it's always the same thing just one word mom sometimes it's urgent like someone trying to get my attention other times it has a questioning tone like mom My daughter would hear it when she was in the bathroom, or if we were downstairs, it would come from the hallway upstairs. This has happened on and off for years. Once I was at my daughter's house babysitting my four-year-old grandson. He was asleep, and I was sitting on the couch playing on my phone when from behind me, I heard, Mom, in my grandson's voice. So she goes and looks, and of course, grandson is still in bed, sound asleep. I told my daughter about it, and she freaked out, saying, you leave that shit at your house. (laughs) (laughs) So the last time was a few months ago. My husband and I were in bed watching TV, and our son was at work. Out of nowhere, we heard him say, Mom? And my husband said, oh, I guess he got off early. The dogs barked and jumped up, ran to greet him, but there was no one there. He got home from work about 30 minutes later. Oh, that's creepy. That is, and I'll tell you, this is weird. As a mom... I hear mom all the time. Do you really? Yeah. But it's almost like if I hear something, it's like my brain turns it into mom. I I don't know. Oh, like maybe it's like your motherly instinct just kind of taking over. Like, oh, there must be something wrong with a girl. Yes. That happens to me all the time. But never to a point where other people hear it. And we've had this before where people hear mom being whispered like that. Also, this has been
0: going on for years for them. How annoying is that? If you've already like (laughs) raised your children and they're out of the house
2: and all you hear is mom, mom, mom. Mom. It's like, oh my God. It's like annoying. That, from Family Guy, have you seen that Stewie video? Yes. It's like, mommy. Yes. Mommy. I mean, like. Mama. 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 <laughs> <laughs> mama. mama. Okay. Tony yeah. also shared some stories from her brother. So read these.
0: So she says, about a year ago, we were reliving stories from when we were kids, and her brother mentioned something that she never knew. He said that he was born with a call. That's when a baby is delivered with some of the amniotic sacs still on his head. I've never heard of that. I, I didn't hadn't either.
2: Was- oh, dude. Google pictures of babies with... Oh, pa- no. Oh, uh-uh. it'll freak you out.
0: The sack thing is already gross enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's thought no, it that coming out with that on
2: its head. Oh, look at the pictures. And they used to think that like kids who were born this way had supernatural gifts. I really? I've never heard of this before. That's a rabbit hole I will spend my entire afternoon
0: on. Oh, so yeah. Thank you for that. Prepare for the uh, nightmares. He, so Tony goes on to say, he told me that as a kid he saw a bunch of stuff in our house happening like angels in his closet. Ooh. He also saw things outside in the yard and as a kid assumed everyone else could see them too. He said they looked like oblong things that would come up from the ground, maybe an inch or two long, and then they left trails. He said that when he was about nine or ten, he realized he no longer saw them. Naturally, I suggested they were bugs or grasshoppers, but he said no. As an adult, he heard voices in his house knock bumps and has seen shadows before in his old house he had something that he referred to as the bed shaker which that does not sound delightful at all well it
2: could be (laughs) Uh,
0: (laughs) so he says he'd be sound asleep and wake up to the end of his bed shaking okay
2: no that's not good
0: so in his new house which he built apparently is just as active he hears giggling and has heard his back door open and close. he felt something pull on his toe while sleeping I told him to keep his damn feet under the covers. Well, hell yeah. Mm -hmm. And then she said one time while sitting at the kitchen table, his wife saw a shadow pass behind him. So Tony's brother got a ring system, of course, which is what you should do in this situation. I uh, <laughs> got it back in November <laughs> and then was alarmed by all the images and sounds. It was picking up all throughout the night. Yeah. Oh, my God. So we actually posted a video on our social medias. Um, and most people, are, of course, saying it's
2: bugs and that the sounds were foxes. Still scary as hell. Yeah. So listen, this is the sound that you hear in Tony's brother's backyard. <laughs> When you're fun, yeah. like watching the video, there's like yeah. crickets and all kinds of beautiful little nighttime sounds, and then all of a sudden you hear. It does sound like a fox, but when you first hear it, it sounds like a person screaming. I that's
0: exactly what I thought it was. Is that what a fox
2: sounds like? It really is. I meant to pull up sounds of foxes screaming and I forgot to, but Googled that for (laughs) some chilling shit.
0: It makes you feel any better. I was trying to work in a what does the fox say
2: joke? If I was sitting near you right now, I would spank you Thank for that you. joke. Okay, so this next story comes from Laurie, and it's about something that she and her friends saw in Baltimore.
1: She had a job after school working at this century-old Catholic church in Baltimore. And once or twice a week, she would answer phones, stuff envelopes, things of that nature. And um, she was taking a break, and I was actually keeping her company. And we were sitting on one of the back pews. My friend had a crush on the organist, and he was there practicing for Sunday service. There was a balcony, and the organ was sitting up there, and the organist's back was to us. So he was just up there practicing. We were sitting there just gabbing back and forth. And I remember looking up there, and there was this spot that was kind of obscure in the back of his head, and I just remember thinking that something was in my eye. So, you know, I'm blinking my eyes, trying to clear my vision, and just to the right of him, of where his head should be, was another version of his head, like a transparent version of his head, just floating midair. I didn't know what was going on, but just as I was thinking that, I noticed that my friend, who had been chit-chatting, went silent, and I looked over her, and she is also staring up there, I said, do you see what I see? And she said, his head is floating next to his body, Mm -hmm. which was exactly what I was seeing. I have no explanation for that. It's not a ghost story exactly, but I kind of feel like somebody somewhere was playing a prank on us.
2: So I've written back to Lori. I'm like, what the hell? What? Yeah. I have so many questions. Same. Yeah. So Lori, send us some more details. All right, guys, if you haven't yet, please
0: head over to our Twitter page. You got to see the video of the Tesla picking up figures in the graveyard. So, you know, Tesla has those big screens at the front of their vehicles,
2: And it's not the first time that the Tesla screens have been picking up people that aren't standing there. Right. Uh, So if you Google it, you're going to find multiple videos of people saying like, wow, Tesla is saying that there is someone standing by my car and there's no one there. But the creepy thing on this one video, I think everybody's seen it by now. Surely. He's in a graveyard and there are multiple figures like walking around the car, but there is (laughs) no one there. We need to try this. We need either someone who drives a Tesla that, that yes. has this version with this big screen who can go to a cemetery or we need to just go and test drive one. So, I was thinking that
0: you and I could maybe go to North Park because they have like a row of Teslas for test driving purposes. I'm like, we don't even have to drive a vehicle, but maybe we could just get one of the people to take us around and let's see if it picks up something at a graveyard. And there's
2: a graveyard right across the street. There's one of those Sparkman Hillcrest, I think. Uh, oh cemetery is just right next door. So, okay. Let's do that. I'm just wondering, like, what are the rules with test driving cars right now with COVID? So I don't even know. Yes, Yes. we will definitely look into that. And also, we've been reaching out to lots of podcasts. In fact, thanks to everybody who responded to the stuff that we posted on Twitter and Instagram and on Facebook, asking when you're not listening to Haunted AF, what are you listening to? Because we want to find some really great shows to collaborate with. And we've reached Mm -hmm. out to some really cool people Spooked, Astonishing Legends, Two Girls, One Ghost, to name a few. We're talking to Emma from real ghost stories right now. So we're probably going to have them on in a couple of weeks, but we did talk to Laura Krantz from the wild thing podcast. She's wonderful. For those who have not had a chance, would you just tell everybody what piqued your interest in Bigfoot and got you started on that first season?
0: It's, Funny, I uh had not really had much of an interest in Bigfoot. And then when I was living in DC, I was flipping through the Washington Post and there was this big long article about a guy named Grover Kranz, who same last name. Mm-hmm. And he had just donated his bones. I mean he was dead, so this is a posthumous donation, obviously. obviously. Um but he donated his body to the Tennessee body farm mm-hmm. first, which is where they do all this forensic analysis of how mm-hmm. bodies decompose, And then mm-hmm. his bones went to the Smithsonian and the bones of his dog and no one ever thought he was going to get used in some sort of exhibit, except then they did. So the Washington Post had this big article about him. And in there, there's this throwaway paragraph about how he used to drive around the Pacific Northwest with a spotlight and a rifle search for Sasquatch. And I was like, who the hell is this guy? What a, what a weirdo. And he was from Salt Lake City, which is where my dad's family was from. So I emailed my dad and he wasn't sure. So he checked with my grandfather, who was like, yeah, that's my cousin. He used to show up at the family picnics with calipers and measure people's heads.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that cousin. <laughs> Yeah. But Grover was accomplished. Like he seemed to, he walked yeah. at the fine line between being the crazy cousin and being truly yeah. accomplished. Yeah. Yeah. He was a
0: legit anthropologist regarded fairly positively, I think by his colleagues, except for the Bigfoot stuff. I don't understand why that is like the one thing that people kind of frown upon. It's funny because initially I would kind of understood why his colleagues were like, what a joker. But having now spent all this time talking to Bigfoot people and, and- hearing their stories and hearing more about human evolution and hearing more about all the different species of hominids that have existed over thousands and thousands of years. There's part of me that's like, he had a legitimate question. He may not have been right, but I don't think the question was so far-fetched.
2: And that's what's so great about Wild Thing, both season one and season two, is that you approach Bigfoot and UFOs as kind of a skeptic, but a hopeful skeptic. Like, well, tell me more. And when you start season one, it starts off with this incredible discovery, you seeing these nests for the first time. Did you ever get any more information about what might have been building these nests?
0: No. And that still kind of remains a mystery. And I know that the people who were doing the initial research on those nests are still looking for other potential specimens of nests that might give them more of a clue. You know, by the time I saw them, they were pretty degraded, but it was clear that there had been some sort of structure there and it wasn't the kind of structure that had been created by the animals or by, like, Bears.
2: Moving on from Bigfoot, you started the whole UFO study for season two. Yeah. Yes. How did you decide on that
0: one? So it's more than just UFOs. It's really the search for extraterrestrial life. And it's kind of like the whole range of things from like little teeny tiny microbes that might exist on Mars. And maybe we'll even find that out in March because there's a, a NASA mission that's landing there soon. All the way over to like Roswell's and the crash that happened there in 1947. So it's kind of running the whole range, but it does get into the UFO question as well and talking to some of the military pilots who had seen that weird stuff when they're up flying around. There's an interview that's coming up later with one of the guys who's on the board of MUFON, which is the Mutual UFO Network, sort of an international organization that investigates UFO sightings and tries to make sense of them. And So I got into this one actually while I was still working on Bigfoot. Okay, so now I'm like, did you see something that was like, hey, now we got to do UFOs? Well, it was two pieces of news that came in. One was this information about this weird object that entered our solar system from like way, way out in space. Uh, Uh It was the first interstellar object that we'd ever caught sight of. And I think most people were like, yeah, it's just a comet, whatever. But there was a a professor at Harvard. He was the chair of the Harvard Astronomy Department. He was like, I think we have to consider the possibility that this might be alien technology. Mm -hmm. And you hear that coming from someone who has got all of these credentials and you're kind of like, huh, I want to find out more. Like what makes him think that? So that was the first thing. And then the second one is like probably within three weeks of that, there were all these headlines about the secret Pentagon UFO program. Right. And in both cases, the reaction to that, like the way people got so excited and like there was all these theories being spouted off people were really, really interested in this stuff. And I kind of realized, like, this is also in a similar vein to Bigfoot, like asking these big questions about what's out there in the world or in the universe in this case and trying to find answers.
2: One of the things that I noticed about both season one and season two is that you don't like using eyewitness encounters because they are so unreliable, Mm -hmm. which is funny because that's our entire podcast. That's all we ever use are eyewitness encounters and (laughs) we adore them. That's all we've got. That's all we've got. (laughs) But in your studies, did you ever come across an eyewitness encounter that was almost too much to... To ignore.
0: I felt that way about a fair number of the eyewitness encounters, especially the Bigfoot ones. Like, those they blew my mind. And there were a few that, like, made the hair on my neck stand up on the back. There was a guy I talked to named John Myanzinski, and I think he features heavily in episode four. But here's a guy who is a fish and wildlife specialist who has spent like years out in the woods. He knows this landscape. He knows the animals in it. He's a biologist. He's familiar with all of these creatures. And then he has this experience, and I'm not going to ruin it for your listeners, but it's like, I listened to that, and I was like, I think I probably would have shit my pants. Can I say that on this show? <laughs> yes, you, yes can. you can. We, we talk
2: about that all the time. Yeah, that was almost the name <laughs> of mean, the podcast, Was Scared Shitless. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I was like breaking out in a cold sweat as he was telling the story. I was like, huh. like how did you deal with that? I thought the eyewitness stories are really, really compelling, but from a scientific standpoint, they are not enough. So because you do come at it from such a scientific approach, I'm curious, because you are a journalist. You're not supposed to believe in Bigfoot and aliens and all that kind of stuff. Has there been any backlash from, like, your peers? You know, I definitely got some side-eye from people when I told them what I was working on, and Uh especially first season, but you know, the podcast came out and it got a fair amount of like critical acclaim from places that are well-respected like the Atlantic. And, you know, I think that kind of made people realize that they needed to listen to it and not judge it quite so harshly. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the other thing with this is the goal was never to make fun of anybody. Mm -hmm. I legitimately wanted to understand what it is that draws people to this topic that has made them continue to search for something in spite of the fact the society kind of makes fun of them or they're kind of seen as a joke.
2: It's worthy of study just for its historical and cultural yes, significance. totally. The big book stories, especially like there are stories going back
0: hundreds and hundreds of years in Native American mythology and Native American legends. To just dismiss that as some sort of like mumbo jumbo, like right. I, that's not cool. There is a reason those legends exist. And it's worth right. it talking to these people and find out the significance of something like Bigfoot or Sasquatch in their culture.
2: And every discovery started off as science fiction.
0: Pseudoscience. Think about germ theory of disease. Think about viruses. Like nobody believed in that crap a hundred years ago and look where we are now.
2: God, I had one of those like whoa moments listening to your podcast when you were talking about how small the human brain is. And how really our small that- brains can't really contain the concepts of like infinity or what space is really like. But that's just space. What else is it that our brains are just too small to comprehend? And now I feel like we should be yeah. passing the joint at this point)
0: <laughs> 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 but no, I, no, now that we bring all of this up, it ties back into our podcast, which is about paranormal and stuff like nice. that. No judgment here. If you don't believe in ghosts, that's fine. But I'm curious. Like, do you believe in the paranormal? Once upon a time, I would have just been flat out like, no way. Um, yeah. But I think there is a lot of stuff that we do not understand in the world. I just don't think I can dismiss things out of hand. Like, we're, you know, we're spending a lot of time looking into dark matter. That sounds pretty crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... <laughs> <laughs> it does though. When you really like look into that stuff, it's sounds- down insane like black holes sound from yeah. The yeah yeah it yeah. does and I think part of the reason that the extraterrestrial question was an easy in some ways an easier one to address and didn't get the same kind of derision as Bigfoot did at least in my experience with people is because there are legitimate scientists with all the right kinds of credentials who are looking into some of these topics and are finding scientific ways to potentially explain some of this phenomena I don't know that ghosts have gotten the same treatment right. but I don't know that that should preclude them from being examined.
2: So, Laura, here's the big question. What are you okay. working on for season three? Uh, I can't tell you. What? I knew that was
0: going to happen. <laughs> I knew it. I felt it <sighs> in my bones. <laughs> um, I, will, I will say that it is not ghosts. So I've had a couple people ask me that, but I have a project that I have wanted to do for a long time that I've kind of been sitting on while I do these other two. That's where I'm headed with this now. It's a little bit different from the past two. I will happily fill you in when I'm a little further along with the research, but everything is kind of stymied right now because of COVID. In the interim, uh, I am releasing one episode monthly for season two. So the interview with Joe Scott that I did, Uh that is coming out. And then I have an interview with Neil deGrasse Tyson that's Uh coming out. February.
2: So, everybody needs to subscribe to Wild Things so they can know when all of these new episodes are coming up. And for the record, if you come across any more of these eyewitness mm-hmm. encounters that you don't, you're like, well, I don't think <laughs> Send I'll them use. To us. Yes, haunted <laughs> AF. We are all about it. We'll play that shit for days. <laughs> All right, I will do that. So that's Laura Krantz, Wild Thing Podcast. Subscribe, follow her everywhere. And thank you so much, Laura. You're awesome. Thank you. I really appreciate this. This is fun. So we ended up talking to Laura Krantz forever because she's so super cool. And we've got that whole interview on the Haunted AF Patreon page. So go to Patreon.com and search for Haunted AF. You can hear the whole thing.
0: And don't forget to send us your ghost stories. We will take all of your stories, ghosts. Bigfoot, Alien, whatever you got. Uh, We'll take them written, recorded, audio, or video. And of course, we love to hear your voices and see your sweet faces. So please, send us your
2: stories, podcast at gmail.com. The well is dry. I know we say that a lot, but seriously, the well is super dry. But coming up next week, it is the return of Dead Pet of the Week. And we do, of course, love your theme songs. If you want to send a theme song, we'd love to hear it. And we're going to hear from Ethan. Okay, we were talking about haunted cars Uh earlier. Well, Ethan thinks his car is haunted, but it actually saved his life and his kid's life. And we'll tell you all about it on the next Haunted AF.
0: And don't forget to subscribe to Haunted AF on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you listen to podcasts. Please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and of course, TikTok. You can even contact us directly through our website, HauntedAF.com.
2: Gotta say thanks to Andrew Mamalica and Travis Vance for the Haunted AF theme song and to On Air Media for titles and technical support. Also, big thanks to all of the Haunted AF Patreon supporters.
0: Most of all, we have to thank you for listening and for sharing your stories
2: with us. By the way, Julie, if I'd at first, I'm coming back to haunt you. Oh, I'll come back to haunt you too, Rebecca.